0: Hello, players whose characters always have daddy issues.
1: And DMs who just can't resist a good old fucking TPK. Welcome back to Table Talk. My name, we, <laughs> and my <laughs> name's my Robert. Name's Welcome back. back. What are we talking about today, Robert? It's well, we are one talking <laughs> It's one in the morning. It's one in the morning. We're talking about player deaths uh, and how to sunset characters. Um... We've had it happen several times at our table, actually, and everyone has been a very unique experience. I think player deaths is one of the more um, surreal experiences that happens at a table, depending on how into the character everybody is. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it can be really intense. Uh, I know Madison has cried a handful of times just because yeah. the height of the emotion, just with the threat of losing certain characters. Yeah, um, and it's, it's a lot, man. And it's, I think yeah. the reason why. I kind of want, I wanted to put an emphasis on both player deaths and sunsetting is that we have had to do both. Yeah. We have had uh, one, one character in particular who has managed to outlive a lot of other characters and then <laughs> had to be more formally sunsetted, like put out yeah. to pasture and just be <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Here's what she's doing with the rest of her existence. Well, all of her friends are either dead or gone. Yeah. Uh, and then we have had others where it's like, cool. They've been around for four sessions and bye. now they're dead. Yeah. Do we hold a funeral? Do we do a? Do we mark a grave? Like, we do I did, death monologue? This is gonna
0: sound bad. We did none of the above.
1: Oh, not at all. Uh, oh, not at all. Not even close. Uh, but I think to start with player deaths in particular, how to handle it as a DM. Uh, I've talked it in previous episodes. I say this every episode because we truly have covered a colossal amount of content. This yeah. is episode nineteen. Every episode has been close to an hour. Some of them an hour and a half. Some of them two hours. So we, gotta we are do something special almost up to 20 hours worth of content. Um, so there is a lot of shit that I can say that we've already talked about. But we have mentioned, uh, at least I have mentioned in the past, the DMing how and when to fudge numbers. Yeah. There is only so many times and so many ways you can avoid a player death. Yeah. Believe me, I've done it. In A couple episodes ago, I talked about letting a player off the hook three times when number yeah. three is the time that they are supposed to...
0: Perma die.
1: Hard and fast perma die. When you get when you are knocked down to death saving throws for the third time on one long rest, you're dead. Yeah. Well, that's it. Same thing if you reach X amount of levels of exhaustion, you die. There's not death Five saving throws. It's I think it's six. Okay. There's no death saving throws. There's no you get to come back from this. No, you hit six levels, you're, you're gone. Th- you're dead. Yeah. Bye bye. Hope somebody's gonna revivify or some shit because you're outy, dude. Yeah, a
0: quick question before we get further. Yeah, what do you consider death? This is this is unrelated to like the topic episode. I don't mean de- okay, calm the fuck, not death in real life. This is okay. a wild question to okay. ask me right now. Okay, no, I, I don't mean, know how like,
1: philosophical, I can take this. I know
0: we had listened to the fucking big brother episode. Yeah, um, we're I not, take it far, we're man. not doing that again. I love that I was like, I'm so glad we're gonna record some like lighthearted episodes after that, and we're doing an episode about so death. So, what do you? Oh. Um, que- what do you yeah, define as ex- death? Let me, Robert. let me explain the question. Let me explain the question. Let me explain. Um, so fucking when the heat I death always the universe,
1: I guess. I don't know. Uh, let me
0: fucking finish speaking. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Speak. Um, so whenever I as a player am knocked down uh mm. past zero and I'm like on death saving throws, I consider that dying. And I say that I'm dead.
1: In the process of dying, or have I, d- I just died? say I
0: just say dead. To me, in that there's like a moment because it's a fantasy world where you're like dead, but there's things that can happen that you come back to life.
1: Yeah. Um, like stone but throws and I get spells corrected at shit. the table
0: when I go I'm dead. Because I can't do anything. Because you're not dead, you're down. I think it's dead
1: because I think you think of things in a very finality like this is it. It's either one or 10 kind of way. And yeah. I think everyone else is still very much thinking in like rules of the game. Shut up. You're not dead. You're just down. But you also think of combat and role-playing in D&D as, like, what can I do? What have I designed my character to do? And when I take things away from you as a player, like, when you're in a fight and you can't do anything, or when your spells can't solve the situation, or when your checks can't do anything, you have the same attitude as when you've called yourself dead. (laughs) okay that's not where this needed to go but that's what i'm saying like i think that helps answer the question though that players and dms and it really just varies from person to person treat death and character death it it very differently Mm -hmm. um some people see it at least in terms of the game right like is just the inability to take actions other than saving your own life i think i view death in the game is once the character has fully passed away like beyond death saving throws once they have failed their third or been shot while they're down, which can we acknowledge for a second that we exist in a world, multiple millions of fantasy worlds, where uh, goblins who have been slaughtered by the party uh, would not take two seconds to stick a knife in the barbarian that's just raged through his whole family. Yeah. Because we're nice in this universe. No, we're not. No, Robert, we're not. I'll say this: you Robert a, certainly you is not. You put a fucking Robert rock through after- Jimmy's head. I'm not letting you live. This is the fucked up part. You got me fucked up. If you think I'm not stabbing you just because Robert you're down,
0: will go after characters that are down and on death saving throws. And because I want to say no that sense is for me okay, not to. Okay, I get that, but I want you to acknowledge that that is the evilest shit that no. you can do.
1: No. It it's is. realistic.
0: It literally is. It's not evil. It literally it's is not evil. It is evil.
1: You know what I've also been told is evil: legendary actions, they and are legendary resistances. Fuck you. Which Fuck ones? You. The, which one's the Fuck ultimate you. evil?
0: Fuck, going after players when they're already fucking down. That shit. There is no okay. world.
1: English- okay. If if the big bad that you were fighting, not the BBG, let's just say that like you're in a really heavy combat encounter, and the kraken is on death saving throws. This motherfucker comes up, y'all are dead. The whole combat encounter fucked. He's coming back. Y'all have no spell slots, no health. In what world are you, as a player, going to tell me that you're going to leave his health to the fates?
0: I'm going to tell you what world. I'm going to tell you what world. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to fucking tell you. I'm going to fucking tell you. You're not about to get physical in this (laughs) studio right now,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Not though. I'm you're not th- though
0: you're not a player you're the fucking dm this is when you're supposed to be like hey i'm the dm I'm, i stepped away from the mic don't look at the fucking monitor thank you
1: i know
0: <laughs> you're not a player you are a dm but and i you're have supposed to give us a monogram of grace
1: I am A not...
0: fucking sliver of it. Robert.
1: nobody has to no you don't you are owed nothing you were owed nothing.
0: I am going to eat the microphone.
1: But you know that I have given you a modicum of grace because I let one of your stupid fucking players live three times past what they should have.
0: I didn't ask for that.
1: Actually, you did. Before, In the process of making this world, you said, can we go a little lighter? Can we be a little cooler? Yeah,
0: because we were and guess previously... What? And guess what? What? I what? did. What? I what? did.
1: What? I did. I do every combat encounter. <sighs> every combat encounter, I have full opportunities To pick y'all apart because y'all don't fucking work together and guess what no 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 don't yell don't yell don't interrupt i have the i have the talking (laughs) stick guess what i let you live i let you live i've let you live in particular many times
0: okay we're not talking about that we're talking about now
1: yeah and in this moment in the most recent campaign i've played i've let you live when i shouldn't have so you can shut the fuck up yeah, with that. because you
0: didn't know what my fucking hit points were when you so sniped clearly, me. So
1: clearly, when we're talking about death, it that was means just a, a lot domestic. of players. It doesn't always mean as much to DMs. And so I think as a DM, you have to be aware of just how much that's going to impact the player as much as it is the game mechanically, damn, it's going to suck when the party has one last fucking blood bag to go around and hit people. It is, You know crazy what I'm saying? No, no, no. Hear... no. No, 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 no. It's, okay. it's my turn. It's my turn. You've been real focused on interrupting me on this particular segment. I need you to take a breath. It is another thing as a, as a player to lose one of your friends and to that have that friend on you on a podcast? And to have that friend no longer be able to play with you. Um, I think as a DM, too, something I consider is If I down this person in this moment and this player does die, what the fuck are they gonna do for the next hour and a half that we have left of this session? I can have them do some weird metaphysical talk to Jesus thing, which I've done with you several times. I can. I've
0: talked to so many gods.
1: Have them fucking play an NPC, but like realistically, unless you have that backup played, what are they gonna do, you know?
0: There was a video I was watching recently, and it was uh, a DM on TikTok. I think
1: I know when this is with the whole, like, yeah, they can. The the basically Schrodinger's cat of, like, if
0: you're, okay, so you've got a session that you have a certain amount of time. We're playing for, this happened to us recently. Mm -hmm. We had, a like, a a four or five hour session planned, um, which is about the time that we normally play we got and about 2 we got about 2 hours, two hours in, deep, and there was a moment where robert was like i think we're going to call it here and like cuz we were all about to vomit it was a whole thing it was
1: a it uh, check out thing. one of our previous episodes um, where we talk about highs and lows to the table yeah, that was a but, fucking low
0: but this dm uh was basically saying when you know that you like are playing for another three hours and your party is trying to break into a house and figure out where this safe is. Is it in the basement? Is it in the attic? Is it in the middle of the room? Um, and they're spending all this time kind of crafting up with a plan and debating where it could be. And then he's sitting there going like, do y'all not realize that it's just going to be the opposite of wherever you go? Because this encounter has to take a certain amount of time. Uh, And if you go in the basement, oops, safe is in the attic. If you go in the attic, safe is in the basement. And then there was a whole debate in the comments, basically being like, is this, is this how y'all play? Have you not seen this video? I thought you said you knew what this
1: was. No, I thought I've seen videos about what to do with players after their death, and a lot of what I've seen no. is like give them the ability to be ghosts. This was this was where it's like they get to help and oh, do minor actions, Okay,
0: no, this was just straight up give being people like
1: inspiration. Hey, have we, them choose like benefits that the other players at the table get in that combat encounter. Yeah,
0: no, this was like no, if we have a certain amount of time left to play.
1: Oh, I'm yanking y'all's fucking chain the whole way.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, and I
1: then, don't. Uh, I've never done no, that. I'm
0: not. I'm not even. But
1: here's here's my flaw. I write encounters too complex for the amount of time that we have.
0: Yes, the fuck you so do. So sh- when,
1: when it's like, damn, I got to Schrodinger's cat my way through this to make sure the session lasts for five hours. No, I got to make sure that my toddlers can make sure that the square block goes in the square fucking hole <laughs> in a timely <laughs> I- manner. Listen, that's what it is.
0: I'm not. I've seen the players at our table legitimately be given a puzzle that was meant for children and stare at it.
1: Shit, you not like a child for like a, so a baby, long. Bro. And
0: I wasn't. I'll. I'll take my like little like. I wasn't there. It wasn't me because I was in a different room and I wasn't doing. Like, well, I wasn't part of the puzzle encounter. But goddamn, they took a long rest in the middle of trying to solve a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> They were in the middle of they were supposed to be searching for my character who had gotten kidnapped and was just gone. And they said, let's just hit a long rest, because this puzzle's really hard, guys. And it wasn't like a high stakes puzzle. This was like they're in a room. There's some chairs. You could sit. There's a fireplace. Like, and they were just like, Let's hit that long rest. <laughs> She'll be fine. She's gotten out of worse. Oh, that was one of the craziest man. experiences that I've seen. Yeah, that like, was that one was surreal. Because I remember sitting there at the table going, really? You're gonna, you're just going to take a nap?
1: Like, what's the color again? What's the name of the flower again? How is it positioned? Is there anything else in the pot? And I'm like, y'all, DM to player. I've given you every piece of information that the book has given me. <laughs> like, you all know just as much as I do, except for the fucking answer. And then I wrote the answer <laughs> down for you in the way that it was supposed to be spelled out accidentally. I gave, you th- I gave you the color. I wrote down the names. You didn't even need to know the names. You just needed to know the letter.
0: That was a situation where we did not get another puzzle for the rest of that campaign.
1: Nope. <laughs> no more puzzles. Took up too much goddamn time. But anyways, back to death. Um, so yeah, as a DM, I think there's a lot to consider when you're about to let a character die. Uh, what's the player going to do? Unless you have a fun little creative mechanic, which having them give players advantage on different things and the help action and inspiration. Like, I think there are fun ways that you can have them interact uh, with their teammates even though they are dead. And then, of course, there's, like, how is this death going to affect my universe? Um, You know what fucking sucks, man? When a character dies who's got an awful lot of hooks and plot lines attached to him and then he just blips out, you know what I'm saying? It is so
0: unnerving to hear you talking about, like, death from a DM's perspective of being like, man, that mechanically fucks everything up because from a player's perspective, it is, like... That is my that's my everything.
1: Yeah, no, that's for me my it's everything. I'm thinking very logistically. I'm like, fuck, if I kill if I kill fucking Sebastian, Sebastian's the only one in this encounter that's really able to pull his weight. Rest of my players dead. I'm thinking of y'all like like a like a party. Like y'all have like fucking little heart ticks and and a, like an AC as a group. Like that's I'm thinking of crazy. y'all mechanically. How do I fucking keep you guys alive while also being like fair to the laws of the universe, which is... You
0: don't kill our friends.
1: But that's not how the world works, Madison. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Anyways, but I mean, I, I also think of it at the emotional level, too. Like, how do I... I really don't want to see so-and-so's character get killed off in this moment. It would be heartbreaking. They haven't hit the arc I want them to hit. They haven't been able to experience a lot of the things with their characters. So maybe I give them an advantage. Maybe I come up with some bullshit mechanic where I'm like, you know what? You just did this really cool thing. You deserve advantage. I'll
0: say, and that's no, the thing of, like, don't. unsatisfying... You
1: deserve advantage because I don't want you to die in this moment. And then you know what hurts even more? When you roll two nat ones back to back.
0: Yeah, I was like... What say, am I
1: supposed to do with that?
0: Unsatisfying character death, I think, is, like, a very real thing. And we... Okay. uh, and we... Hello?
1: Continue. <laughs> unsatisfying character deaths is a real thing. And...
0: Um, And I think it's oh, we talked that... about that. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit with... Um... With, jump in a hole. Yeah, jump in a hole, uh, which is something we talked about in one of the previous episodes with a character that died no in fault a very of zones, unsatisfying really. way. I
1: mean, you just, you know, he didn't have the keys yeah. to, to the right puzzle and um, decided that the way to open that puzzle was to uh, point a gun at like basically a fucking yeah. loop-de-loop and go, well, I hope that solves the problem. <laughs> yeah. You can guess what happened when the bullet came back. Loop-de-loop. <laughs>
0: um I'll say. Speaking of this, this kind of ties into a point of like my favorite thing from Dimension Twenty, and like what I think got me and a lot of other people like really hooked into it was that that second episode of Fantasy High at the end of the the combat <laughs> encounter.
1: Oh my um, god, that shit is so. For those
0: hilarious. of you who have not seen, this is a a, a party Close of level.
1: Close your ears.
0: Yeah, don't listen. Spoiler, spoiler. That's Close what it was. Close your ears. Or, That's if spoiler. you want an explanation, I'll give it to you now. Um, so
1: He shoots himself.
0: I, I, well, I, let me give context. This is a group of level one adventurers. just insanity. They're fighting these corn creatures. Two of the party members straight die. This is the the first combat encounter. They are all level one. This takes place in a fucking high school. Two
1: freshman high schoolers die in a cafeteria to corn.
0: Yeah, like dead ass. And so the principal comes in, and this was a moment where, like, Brendan has, like, talked about this after. Uh, I'll just talk about what he said after. Um, so then the principal comes in and, like, basically says some bullshit while they're being like, do you have, like, a nurse? Is there, like, someone we can get? And he says something about, like, a life for a life. He pulls out a fucking gun and shoots the guidance counselor who's in the room in the head and then shoots himself in the head and they fall dead. And then the two uh, party members come back to life and everyone goes what the fuck? What the fuck did you just do? Hey, what the fuck just happened? And Brennan has talked about that like on um, podcasts and interviews, basically being like, yeah, that was, they weren't supposed to die in that encounter, but I, I guess I, I, I should have expected them to climb in the corn's butthole. Um, and, and take damage from that and then like spend a long time jumping on tables and like losing hit points that way. Um, and so <laughs> it was a like fly like straight, uh, like random moment decision where he was like, I can't let this be how they go out. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna get creative with it. So that yep. was the way he got out of like uh, yeah, I'm that is a death. death
1: fucking player death. I tell you what, man, DM to DM player death will force creativity in a fucking pinch, man. When you yeah. give your players every possible advantage to not die, and you're like, cool. At this point, if I say you're not dead, I just look like a fucking clown. Yeah. Um, like I'm just making up laws of the universe you at this fucking point. Loser. Uh huh. Like it, like it. that. That's like if I go cool. So that sword that's actually through your forehead, through your brain, which <laughs> is required for you to live. Yeah, that doesn't kill you. I like you too much as a person that doesn't kill you. Actually, yeah. Even though I gave you sixteen different times to roll a dice to make sure that it didn't kill you, at some point you gotta be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Uh, you're you die, you die. Yeah, and, and like, that's what do you always do? Always the feeling is a DM is like, I'm so sorry. You should be.
0: Hey, this shit sucks. Do you have something you want to send in to make it better? Criticisms, topics you'd like to see discussed, or an advertisement you'd like to run. Maybe you even want to sponsor an episode.
1: If so, shoot us a message at mc460 at evansville.edu or DM us on Instagram at crescentmagazine. Or we'll never get better like these fucking guys. You're dead. Your character is no longer playable. You've lost your ability to interact with the story. Yeah. The hours and days that you've put into creating this character and the background and the spells and the weapons and the interactions and the PCs and the NPCs and the plot lines and the hooks—all of those this just is- fizzle this is basically something you got pinned to a wall fucking... and couldn't make the strength check
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: fuck that fuck that so much <laughs> um the fact that that's taken out so many of our
1: and that's when you got to learn how to do a death monologue really quick that's yeah. that's what death means to me madison death means death <laughs> monologue that's when yeah. you have to go that's when you stand up out of your chair and you like Fist in the hand, and you're I, like, I know
0: your fucking what you body, body language in this so well. And I you know the way that he moment. goes about He goes, Every time I wish there was a fucking camera, so because he goes, I, uh, There's like a <laughs> clap of the hands. He stands up. He like looks at the ground for a little bit, and he goes, And then he, he goes, So in this moment, yeah. Um, what
1: happens I've is. I've taken that from a lot of other DM videos that I've watched, though, because they all started with, So, so what happens is, <laughs> So in this moment. So like you're like, going at it, you're throwing fucking hooks, it's the and you're taking the out version people. Version of what had happened was, and then yeah, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in this really tragic accident, you're dead.
0: Yeah, it's it's never a good feeling at the table. No. Um, I think, it's also one of those things of, I think there's a massive difference between dying in a one shot and dying in a campaign.
1: Yeah. Dying in a one shot. It's like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah. Dying in a one shot. This doesn't feel as
1: bad as it should. And that's Um, actually really nice. we, We were
0: playing, we played a pirate one shot and my character, I was playing a, which granted I was also playing like a reborn character. So I had advantage on death saving throws. I killed her so many times. Yeah. Like it was for, it was a bit. At that point, it was like <laughs> I had gone for like half the campaign and like had not long rested and or half the session. It was like a two day one shot. Uh, And I had like one hit point the whole time and I kept trying to get out of a situation and like distract she someone. Kept trying so to kill herself. I just kept killing myself and it worked, <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Like people kept bringing her back uh, to Jesus life, Christ. but it was like really fucked up, and like that was one of the moments where it was like very funny because I was coming straight off playing a character where my like I every single thing and every action I took as a player was motivated by keeping yeah. her alive, yeah. um, and like and was, and that was
1: her number one fucking drive. man, yeah. I was just living.
0: Yeah, and I think it's something where, like, as
1: like, a player... Damn, the haters are hating. How am I... Yeah, I, how do <laughs> I
0: live in these conditions when the haters are just... They just, they just hate so much. Um, and, like, I think that's Living something from the player's conditions. perspective of you view death so differently because, like,
1: yeah.
0: you're not the... D- you don't have... Yeah, I
1: mean, for me, it's like plots and hooks disappear. Yeah. And damn, that sucks. Mechanically, and it is my whole life. Up. Yeah, and then for players, it's like, cool... The potentially like weeks and months of my time I've spent role playing and backstory and time out of game leveling up and picking things—it's just gone.
0: Yeah, there's this fucking TikTok I sent you, and I don't know if you saw it, but it basically sums up the entire thing. a I I know, I know. Uh, but it was a video and it was like a compilation of like the first time somebody played a character into them like being really emotional about their death and it was like a like a little collage and it just kind of looked like a sad edit and then at the end, the guy sits up in bed and goes like in a cold sweat he's like, oh wait, I'm the DM, I did that and then laughs and goes back to bed and that's why I sent it to you, motherfucker. Watch my TikToks. Yeah, 100% did. Um, and like that truly, I think, is like describing the difference between the two of like for a player, you are like that, that character is your everything. Because like, once you're down, and it's, I think that's what like you were saying of like when you can't you know? make an when you can't do actions, that's when you're dead. Because literally, there's nothing else that you can do, and yeah. you
1: feel and you used can to no it. longer interact with the world. That is how I characterize death in D anD D hundred percent. To answer that first question,
0: yeah, it's like it's.
1: I think pro tip also as a DM, and if you're struggling with finding ways to make someone's death. Um, Mean something beyond just mechanically, which I think was a good point you brought up. Like, damn, it's just mechanics. Like, kind of in the moment, yes, but also in that moment, I'm also thinking, like, fuck, how do I make their death mean something? Because not everybody is gonna have a meaningful death, and that's just kind of the shitty reality of playing a fantasy game. You know, like, not every moment is gonna be momentous. A couple of high schoolers dying to corn that didn't didn't really mean a lot. Truly, like, there was no it was corn. Wasn't a whole lot of meaning in that. It's corn. You know? It's not like their their deaths then suddenly triggered a massive explosion in the school or so-and-so's death, like, released a death god that was hosting their body. Like, yeah. not everyone's gonna have a super it's meaningful fucking way out. It's like that is a 14-year-old
0: who just died.
1: Yep. And, like, damn, that sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, and this is gonna sound kind of fucked up. Plan Plan.
0: more Mm -hmm. fucked up than ever. Plan for your
1: players' deaths in a way that when they die, if they die, you don't have to just like half ass monologue. Damn that sucks, G. (laughs) Everyone sees it and wow, that's fucking that's that's fucked up. Um Jimmy, you're next on initiative. What are you (laughs) gonna do? You know, like Try and have some ideas in your head about like what plots and what hooks are gonna fizzle and which ones are really gonna come into play. Yeah. Um, like, and I don't want to, I don't want to give anybody ideas that I'm thinking about doing this, but like, if Sebastian died tomorrow, like in our next session, say so, like, say you all get in a really heavy in combat encounter against DRT, mm-hmm. trying to help Chip or Vault or fucking anybody that's just you know wanted at this point, and y'all get in a all heavy firefight. It's significant because it's a combat encounter, but in this moment, it's just like y'all and DRT taking pot shots and Sebastian dies for whatever stupid fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, not a whole lot of meaning in that. But I think my immediate response to that would be, cool, Sebastian's gonna become a martyr for the city. Yeah, Sebastian is going to be like a city for, or a symbol for the city to rally around. He was already a family that, like he already comes from a family that's been affected by DRT in a lot of ways. So his death now means that like the city in the world that we're playing in has somebody to rally around, which then sort of makes everybody in the party, the player playing Sebastian and the other players who are playing the PCs, feel a significantly, like a a, a lot more of a connection to his death versus just guy died and that sucked. Um, I think too, he's got a lot of really important characters that are kind of keeping tabs on him. One in particular, who I've already expressed in multiple sessions previous, is really, really passionate about keeping his family safe. Mm -hmm. Not a great person, but is really on the up and up when it comes to, like, protecting his family. Yeah. And I think everybody is very aware at the table if Sebastian died tomorrow to DRT, really important guy is going to wage gonna war. roll up. Like, is 100% like that's going to be the next arc that the city gets to go through, is Guy on a rampage with a lot of powers, pissed off, and is going for DRT. Yeah. Um And, and not everybody is going to have those na- plot hooks naturally set up in advance, but I think even just pulling them out of your ass in the moment... It's gonna be a lot cooler for them looking in retrospect instead of being like, damn I died.
0: It gives them something to hold on to and I think yeah. that's uh, from a player's perspective, I think that's one of the most important things you can do when a player dies mm-hmm. because it is something that is so dear and so make it to meaningful. These people. Making it have any sort of meaning I think is truly the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also something that like you as a player deal with like when another player dies. How do you? Handle that, and like, mm-hmm. how do you as a character? Because I, we've played in a campaign where we had two characters die, and I'm not proud of this, but I shit you not, I don't think we ever spoke their names again, straight up.
1: No, nope. well, because no one ever knew they died.
0: Yeah, it, it we never It got... was
1: like, damn, they never came back
0: yeah and That's it was crazy <laughs> part of it was
1: in the universe we were playing that kind of happened a lot but
0: so we had literally no way of knowing if they were dead or alive which is also kind of a sad thing because it's like there's no way for us to find out mm-hmm. without like doing some like way off course fuck shit yeah that, that doesn't we make like sense didn't for have the story to or do. for the
1: characters or for the players and it was
0: a world where it was like people come and go and not even in a way of like dying and like Like, all that shit, but, of Mm -hmm. like, literally, people go through doors and they don't come back because you never know where the doors are going to go.
1: Yeah, setting the stakes for your world is also really important, just kind of Um, in the same conversation as death. Like, is this one of those worlds where anybody could die at any moment and that's really what's pushing the characters to, like, preserve their life? You're playing in a very raw and intense universe that has very strict rules and laws set in place. Or are you playing in, like, uh, I mean... This is the first time we've ever played at a table together. And like yeah. realistically, I'm not throwing anything hard at you guys. We've acknowledged that like the, the behavior and like the the vibe of the session in the world is very like laissez faire. In that case, death probably isn't going to mean a whole lot because you're not really going to brush up against it. But if you're setting your players in a world where death is like around every corner and it is serious and it is definitive, one of the easiest ways to kick that into gear is go, hey, players, can you all make backups? Yeah. Even if you never plan on having them use them, having to make a backup character truly, really like I've had to do it a couple of times, is like scary. Cause it's like, yeah, cool, that means that whatever we're going into next time, like I might need to be able to like switch yeah. on a dime.
0: And I'm going to say this is a moment where I'm going to give an example of like what not to do. Cause like I said, I have made plenty of mistakes as a player. I think I'm a much better player now than I was when I started out for a litany of reasons. Huh. Um, but, like, like personal growth. And then also just, like, I've learned from things that I've done. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't do that. I refused to make a backup character for this one particular campaign we played. Uh, because I was just so goddamn attached to this character. And I was just like, no, I'll kill the rest of the party before I let her die. Um, And I, I just straight up, I didn't have one. And it was kind of a thing where I was like, I also, part of me was like, I don't want to make a backup character because I want to continue to play my character as if it's real and scary in the moment, and mm-hmm. I don't have a second chance at life, which I think there is some validity to. But I think, on the whole, yeah, like have some backup characters. Um, yeah, don't be one of those
1: people where it's like, yeah. cool, I'm just never gonna, like, I'm just not, I'm not gonna do it. Cause it's yeah. not, that's not fun for anybody else involved. You know what I'm saying? And I
0: didn't have any backup characters like written down, but I had, you know, ideas I would be lying if I, I said that
1: like part of me was very hesitant to even really make death a certain thing for that character because i was aware that the player in this case you was so beyond attached to this to this pc that like if i killed him i mm, i don't want to deal with that (laughs) you know
0: yeah just the real world consequences of
1: yeah and it's like it's it's one of those things where part of the fear too is like are you going to be as invested in the next one as you were this one
0: yeah and that was like also a real like a real fear i had because i'm someone who gets extremely invested in my characters. And I mean, like, full, like, ADHD hyperfixation for the entire length of the campaign. I'm thinking about them all the time. I am doodling about them in my notebook 24-7. The idea of death is terrifying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the idea. <laughs> Sorry.
0: You're playing on your phone? I thought she
1: was going somewhere with that. It was nothing to play with the well, I wanted... The idea of death is terrifying. I'll be honest. It was, like to... was
0: kind of like a pop quiz.
1: Right. I, saw you were on your- I heard what you said. I just thought you were fucking going somewhere with it. Jesus.
0: No, it's just like, yeah, when you're playing as a player and I think that's one of the things of like as someone who's like in real life, terrified of dying, and also like gets heavily involved invested in my characters. I was gonna um, say
1: some real fucked up shit. I'm gonna just not No, sorry, I, for those listening, I'm aware of just how intense Madison's fear of death is. And like my immediate thought, which I'm not gonna say was something fucked up. And He'll so I'm not gonna say podcast. it. I'm not gonna say it. That's also something to keep in mind when you're playing with people. Don't push boundaries and lines that you know they're not comfortable with.
0: Yeah, uh, and that's we want to do an episode talking about like consent forms and like ch- check sheets, table and etiquette, stuff, which is something that like, like
1: inclusive table topping one yeah. might say.
0: Um, but like the idea of like also knowing the the personal lives of your character of your players, I think is important because mm-hmm. like you know the like do
1: they have the time to make a new character? Yeah. Do, are they gonna have the emotional availability to switch to a new character?
0: Do they have an entire dice box built for this character and all of their dice
1: and are see what I would say character? though, and I would say this to players: Let me build a world in which your character is allowed to die. Yeah. I am not planning on killing you. In most cases, Ah. I'm not. In this particular campaign, I keep having to reiterate that. I'm like, y'all can be a little more risky because I do not have, like, I don't have it out for you all. There's not death around every corner. That's not the campaign we're playing in. Last one, anybody could die. Shit was up for grabs. We were playing in a universe where people could walk through doors, and that was the new PC. Yeah. We're not playing in that one now, so I'm like, y'all can be a little more out there with it. You don't have to be afraid of me fucking so acting you every scared. session. With that being said, please get attached. Please be emotionally invested. Please do this. Please do that. But do not have it in your mind that this is the only character you will play for this entire campaign ever. Yeah. Don't do that. Because then it's it's a situation where, like, yes, sometimes it might mean as a DM, yeah. Like, it's just, just how I like to DM. I like to be very serious. I like to be very by the book. Rules are the rules. Damage is the damage. Dice is the dice. But also, uh, I'm nice. But I'm I'm nice to a fault where if you're that attached to a character, no, I'm not going to fucking kill you. Yeah. Why would I kill you? Yeah. You care too damn much. It's too damn early. No. Just, like, walk away and call it. But, like, if it's to a point where I just absolutely cannot touch your character, now I want to do it more.
0: I'm, like, okay. Now I want to do it more. The glare's Now I want to do
1: it more. And maybe there's a reason why your character has to go through death saving throws almost every session because I'm ready for them to get the fuck out. I'm aware. Because it's like a plot or a line that I can't touch as a DM. And you, as a player, telling me I'm not allowed to touch you as a PC, nothing is more infuriating. Correct. It's the whole, did I write it or do you? Yeah. Who's DMing here?
0: I never said that she couldn't. Who's DMing here? I never said that.
1: You can't tell me that I was, like, un-like, as fuck to not kill that character. Correct. Uh-huh.
0: But for other reasons, too.
1: Um, so, this is the second half of this being sunsetting a character. Um, fucking, there are so many campaigns that I've heard about and that I've seen on Instagram and TikTok where it's like, what do I do with my level 20 characters? We are, like, four years deep into this shit. There's nothing they can't do. They're gods, that, like, they're, they're one of you wanting to ask is, like, sparring partners. Like, it's, how do I write them out of this fucking story? Yeah. Um, and this is... Uh, the reason why I want to do player deaths and sunsetting is they're very much the same thing in the way that players often feel them. Telling somebody that their player is no longer... Or that their PC is no longer playable sometimes is taken in the same way a death is. Because yeah. if we go off my definition of death earlier, which is the lack of uh, being able to take an action... When you sunset a character, that character is no longer taking actions. They're no longer a part of the party. They're outy. Like, they're just gone. Uh, And I think a lot of the same notes follow for death, which is trying to make it meaningful is always going to help, of course. Um, Sometimes, too, it's a little weird, and you have to do it because, like...
0: We've sunsetted several characters.
1: Yeah, and sometimes it's a little weird, too, because it's not always just because that's how you want to end a character story. Sometimes people just have to dip out of a campaign, and you got to find, like, a really weird kind of, like, cool, they never come back. Yeah. You know? But even when I've had to do that, I've tried to make that absence mean something, whether it's doing a session with them individually on our own time or rolling in one of their PCs that cared a lot about them that's there to assist the party uh, or their leaving opens up a door for something else. Uh, It's difficult writing an end to characters that were meant to live for a very, 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 very long time. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes back to talking to your players. Like, what makes the most sense? What feels the best for them? Uh, being aware of whatever kind of character arc they're in, it probably makes most sense to try and sunset them at the end. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, like, the same session that they kill the BBEG, you end the campaign. Like, that's not what that has to be. Yeah. I think what it can be and what oftentimes feels best is to do a session or two sessions after the ending of, like, the big conflict just to kind of resolve where everybody goes. It's like, cool, so now yeah. you no longer have a primary motivation to be in the party. How, like, what do you do? What do you choose to do with your time? Um, you all can stay together. You all can leave. You all can never talk to each other again. Do you, like, move into an apartment together? Like, in and it's one of those things, too, when your conflict is always ongoing and your players are only a small piece of it. Like, in this campaign, there are superheroes. There is no universe the real one that we live in or the fake one that I've made where their job is going to just be over. Yeah. That's not how superheroes work. Crime doesn't just stop existing unless the planet goes with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So thinking of how to sunset fucking superheroes, I'm like, do I break their legs? Do Jesus Do I take Christ. away their powers? What the fuck? Do I make it a really big conflict that then like makes them not want to be heroes anymore?
0: You could just have them retire. I understand it's going all dark
1: ways, but, like, how do I retire characters who are in their fucking 20s?
0: Okay, I think it could be a thing of, like, maybe Am I going to time skip, like,
1: 40 years?
0: I mean, I think it's... We live in a
1: universe where medical technology is, like, at a peak. You're not even done at 60.
0: Okay, I was just going to say, I think there's a moment where you could have, like, okay, maybe you feel like you're going to be best needed in another city, and you move to another city, Mm -hmm. and you try and start, like, the heroing there, and you try to, like... Uh, set up things there or maybe you realize that your powers, maybe this hero thing isn't for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is a little bit too scary. Maybe this is a little bit too over your head.
1: See, the reason I wanted to bring it up as a topic though is I feel like it's really difficult when you're looking at a party and not just an individual. Yeah. You know, it's one thing to go... Clearly, based off all your experiences, I'm picking up what you're putting down as a player. This shit is not for you. You go live your normal life, hang up the costume, like Spider-Man shit, in the trash, famous comic book panel. Your way out of this yeah. shit. But when the other four characters are like, "Cool, time to form like a le- like a legit group," that feels kind of weird. Yeah, you know. So it's it's finding the most appropriate way to end your final, final session, which is often what setting a character is. It's that final session when everybody is there meeting together um, and then asking them what the fuck they want to do, man. Yeah.
0: I think that that is... Uh, I'm not a DM, but I think from a DM's perspective, I think that's something that I would lean more towards when it comes to sunsetting a character is asking a player what they want and what they envision mm-hmm. this character's end to be. Yeah. Um, And I think that, like...
1: I, I agree. I think that's a moment where, as a DM, you can kind of take your hands off of the wheel.
0: Yeah, because I think like the three big characters that, I, and I say characters that got sunsetted as opposed to like something else happened to them. <laughs> um, so they are not sunsetted. They are like either turned into something yeah, or like dad
1: or some shit like that. Um,
0: I think one of them was a character named Z who ends up like going back to um his his homeland. And ends up becoming a god. Um, Just like, and not in like the level 20 way, but in like a, there is a like Greek pantheon. uh, The party killed one of (laughs) the gods. There was an opening and he just slides on up there and is like, cool, I'll take it. Um, And I thought that that was like a very fitting thing for that character. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, I think in terms of Magnolia, I really do enjoy the way that she was sunsetted because I don't think that she was a character... While I was very attached to her and didn't want her to die and it was like a big thing, I still don't think that she was a character who was made to live. Um, it and like
1: she fucking did.
0: And I think that that's part of what is cool about sunsetting a character like that is like this is a character who was like by no means uh, was supposed to have a life of her own.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: to be able to sunset that character doing something that she wanted to do yeah, um, and just have a basically immortal life is a cool way to sunset there.
1: Yeah. Um, interesting those are just two examples. Looking at like giving your players a good ending versus giving them kind of a shitty one. Mm-hmm. Uh, most most campaigns you'll play in, most campaigns you watch, there will be some kind of a happy ending where at bare minimum the players achieve the goals. I think we had a lot of negative endings in R1 for players or for, oh, yeah. for events and that's one of my favorite things about it. I know it felt kind of shit from the player's perspective, but, like, from the DM's perspective, being able to write a story and have people participate in it where, like, the good ending was not guaranteed was so fun for me. Yeah. Just because it made the consequences and the stakes and the actions feel so much more significant. Yeah. Because, felt like, very, victory wasn't guaranteed.
0: It, it, it sounds super safe. It felt very Star Wars, just in the terms of, like, the way it ended, where it was like, mm. yeah, we won,
1: But did we really?
0: But, like, there were a lot of losses, and it really never felt like we were going to win. And, yeah, we got out by the skin of Which, granted, Star Wars, they did not get out by the skin of their teeth. But, like, I mean...
1: Their fucking planets got blown up.
0: Yeah, it was like there were not... There Mm -hmm. were significant losses that we are still feeling, and we don't have anywhere to go home to. Yeah. But it's over as opposed to something like Harry Potter where it's like, cool, we defeated Voldemort and he turned into butterflies and now everything's back to normal. Um,
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think really it's just feeling out what your campaign calls for. You yeah. know? Is it a story that's been very on the rocks and it's been a hard-fought victory every step of the way? Maybe a bittersweet ending makes sense. You yeah. know,
0: I think a bittersweet ending is good. I don't think that, and this is, once again, play i'm not a dm i don't think that i personally if i ever dm'd would leave a campaign on a bad note um just because i i don't like the idea of like i think bittersweet is good i think like taking your losses um is very real or
1: like a character having to sacrifice himself and like the yeah. final encounter but
0: that's still like that's like the bittersweet and that's mm-hmm. like that versus like well you guys lost I I don't know what other way to tell you, you guys lost, the city
1: burns to the ground. It's funny you bring that up. So, I've talked about a couple of different times I really want to do a Last of Us campaign. And I think that's probably the only campaign that I will ever DM for where that is going to be a real potential. Yeah. Like, I think this is going to be one of those deals where everyone has one character, there is no backup, it is very intense, it is very serious, and there's, like, a real chance that, like, the story ends where the story ends. Like, we yeah. could get three sessions deep. We could make it ten sessions deep. Like, it's as long as you all can survive. Like, that's the theme of the campaign. But, again, that's the theme of the campaign is survival. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to being a fucking superhero. Like, yeah, death is a real thing you you flirt with because you're a powered individual. But, like, also, superheroes always save the day. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, you know.
0: There's a certain level of security there. Yeah. At least 100%. when you're playing, like, level five characters.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah yeah. You know, and, and everyone's spent a lot of time like coming up with stuff. Just kind of one of those things where like yeah. you gotta feel what's best, what's what suits your players, what suits your campaign. Um and yeah, like sometimes sunsetting and, and deaths are very similar in the sense that like uh one of one of the sunsets that we've had happen in particular was it was bittersweet in that it wasn't really a victory. It was just like cool, we survived another day. Um a character named Ephon basically, like, fulfilled his purpose in the campaign. I sent all of the other players out of the room, did a one-on-one with him. I still haven't told people what happened with that because I think that's kind of fun. Um, I was really hoping
0: you were going to say no. I
1: had that player also, like, swear to secrecy that he would never tell the other players what happened either until I told him that it was cool. But he had a very bittersweet ending and that everyone in the party forgot who he was. And then I, like, monologued them through their memory filling the holes in the blanks with other people or different characters and different actions, and they lived. That was the end of the first, like, of the first uh, sort of session episode of the campaign, but it was bittersweet. Like, nothing was really gained from that. It yeah. was just, like, we lived. We yeah. survived.
0: Sometimes that's all it can be, mm-hmm. and I think it's it also It doesn't always fun. have to be
1: something super special, you and know?
0: I like to leave them, I like them to be left on a little bit of a cliffhanger, not in a way where you, like, ever have to actually revisit them, but, like... Just there's a possible, it gives there's the like possibility of the world, yeah, of like if something were to happen, you could do like a one shot in that yeah. universe or something, that's or the even way that being I like, like to
1: set them up it is like lets the world one-shots. feel like
0: it's still living, mm-hmm. like even though you've stepped away from it, that's still a world that is turning and that has conflict that and things happen. that are yeah, going
1: 100%. on. Like in this one, I've totally thought about giving you guys a one shot where you all play the millennial group. That'd be fun. Like, in their up-and-coming days, like, on their first, like, couple of big jobs, That'd everybody be really being fun. one of those characters, I think would be so fucking fun. Yeah. Um, But, like, things like that, setting up groups, groups of characters, like, leave it off on a cliff note, man, so that way you have a universe that you can come back and revisit, and it doesn't have to be this big final thing. Yeah. Like this is. Thanks for listening to another episode of Table you Talk. You ended this so interesting. Uh, by the time that you hear this, uh, it will be past the New Year. So I hope everybody had a good New Year. Everyone had a good Christmas. If you celebrate that or whatever the fuck else you happy celebrate. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. That's what you say. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Table Talk. We will talk to you all later. Bye.